freedom in golf through commitment. It's an amazing topic. We're going to get into it with Mr. Fred Shoemaker. Let's tee it up. Welcome to Data Access Golf, your home for rapid golf improvement. And now, from the thin air of the Rocky Mountains, next on the number one tee, your host, Aaron Stewart. Hey everyone, Aaron Stewart, Data Access Golf, the podcast. Thank you for joining me again on this Friday edition of, it's a Fred Shoemaker Friday. So we have been going through the conversation I had, the 45 minute to an hour conversation I had with Fred Shoemaker a few weeks ago, maybe even over a month, it was back right after the British Open finished. So we have been, we talked about a lot of stuff and Fred has such a wide breadth of knowledge when it comes to golf that he can so, he can go so uh, deep and teach so much in such a, such a short amount of time that I felt like it was important to go back through and sort of pull out excerpts and smaller sort of um, actionable pieces and then sort of introduce them to get us in the right frame of mind where we can benefit the most from these little nuggets. I mean, seriously, just amazing pieces of wisdom and knowledge about golf and how to learn golf and how to just be better at a lot of different things in life. Um, and then kind of wrap it up at the end. So it's been really fun to go back through all of these parts and listen to the conversation in detail and really think about them. And this particular excerpt we get into, it's right after the British Open, right after Rory had sort of um, not played up to his expectations. Obviously, being from Northern Ireland, he wanted to play well. It was Royal Port Rush, which is his kind of one of his home courses. And it, he didn't do really well. And yet, Fred mentions this, that at the Canadian Open, he mentioned it in an earlier show, at the Canadian Open, Rory felt very free and felt like he could trust his game and just kind of let it go. But something happened in the midst of all that. And so in this discussion with Fred, we talk a little bit about commitment. We talk a little bit about how sometimes we try to present ourselves in a way where we lower expectations on how we're going to play that day. And in so doing, we sort of lower our own expectations and we, in a very odd way, remove from ourselves any sort of commitment and really, as Fred points out here and discusses and sets this up, it's this idea that commitment is so important in the game of golf. And I will let him explain why that is, and we'll wrap it up on the tail end of it. So we'll jump right in. It's me sort of talking and, and framing this out and asking the question to Fred. And then Fred will jump in and sort of take it from there and go into this concept of the stories we get ourselves wrapped up in. And, and then he tells of a Ryder Cup player, and Fred will not drop names. Um, so to honor his um, commitment to that, I will not drop names either. But if you listen to Fred tell the story, it's very easy to go back and figure out who it is. And um, anyway, I'll leave it at that. It's very easy to figure out who it is. But Fred will not drop names. It's one of the coolest things about him. He's worked with some of the, the, the best players in the world, and he will not drop names. Unbelievably so. Um, it's not about um, setting himself up or making a bunch of money or anything else with Fred. It's literally about learning how best to coach somebody golf so they can get better themselves. 
it's an amazing, he's, it's amazing. It's an amazing, uh, it's an amazing process to work with, with, with Fred. So anyway, we'll jump right into it. I'll finish it up on the back end. Hope you enjoy it. I know I will. It's pretty awesome. Here we go. We did just finish up with the British Open. A lot of what we saw with Rory, I was heartsick for him because he had played so free and so wonderfully at the Canadian Open, but there was so much more to that he had to, to overcome to stay out of his head, it seemed like, with the British Open, that, that that's where the struggle seemed to come from. There's no arguing the talent and who Rory is or any, and that he, did, yeah. it, he knew the golf course. Everything pointed to Rory doing very, very well, but yes. something got in the way, well, something interfered. We have human beings generally walk around in life in the middle of something usually in the middle of some story. Uh, and it can get in the way of our performance. I mean, we're the only species on Earth that we know that can interfere with our performance. We can do things less than we're capable of doing. We can also build incredible billions, buildings and do amazing things, but we interfere. And the interference has mm-hmm. a lot to do with the mind going into the past and into the future, into a story. What would happen if, or what did I do then? So. There is, there is, well, you could say, an addiction to the story that we have. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people rise above that, and their intention becomes stronger than their addiction, than our addiction, let's put it that way. I was, give, I was mm-hmm. told a story by a guy who made the winning putt, the Ryder Cup. And he said, I'm going to tell you, before I, because I think it's useful to your coaching. He said, I made the winning putt in the Ryder Cup. And I said, no, I saw it on TV. And he said... Let me tell you what happened. I'm coming down the 18th of the Belfry. And the story about what it means, he's European, what it means for my country, what it means for my continent was so big, I could not entertain it for fear that I couldn't function at all. It's like when a person sees a car accident, they jump out and help. If you really think about what's going on, you might stop yourself, but you can't go to the story. You have to go to what's right there. So he said, mm-hmm. I couldn't go to the story. He actually, he misses the green 18, chips it up to, to 12 feet, and he has a 12-footer to win the Ryder Cup. And he gets over the putt, and he said, once again, I couldn't go to what it means. I just had to be putting. He said, I saw my ball. I saw the mark. I saw the hole. He said, the putter seemed to take itself back. I felt it hit solidly. He says, I noticed that it hit my mark three feet from the hole. Now, imagine how present do you have to be to notice that at that time? And the ball went in, and he mm-hmm. doesn't remember anything after that. But he says, the reason I'm telling you the story is that for the first time in my life, I felt freedom. I didn't understand what he meant when mm-hmm. he said that. He, but he said, when you're really committed to something, it's the only time you're free. And he said, mm-hmm. for the first time in my life, the story got so big, even I couldn't go there at all. He said, I was just committed to this putt. And that was it. So we don't hear it very often, that commitment is freedom. We usually hear mm-hmm. it as a burden or a, an onus. But he saw it in a different light. And there's something probably, I, I have no idea what Rory McIlroy's experience is. I would love to know. But there's something, mm-hmm. sometimes the story is bigger than we are, and sometimes we're bigger than the story. And this fellow mm-hmm. became the, who made the winning putt in the Ryder Cup, became the, uh, the Ryder Cup captain. And mm-hmm. he told them that story on the night before they were about to play. And the European team mm-hmm. won that Ryder Cup that he was the captain of. I, I might sense that it probably had something to do with it. 
You know, mm-hmm. each each action that we take tells what we're committed to. And rarely do we notice. I mean, if I get to the first tee and say, uh, you know, my back is stiff. I haven't played in two weeks. You know, my dog kept me up all night or something. What I'm really saying, <laughs> yeah, what I'm really saying is that I am committed to looking good to you because I'm trying to lower your expectations because if I miss hits, I feel you won't think I'm good enough and I'll feel badly. So my whole, my whole conversation is about that. I mean, no one comes to the first tee or rarely does someone come to the first tee and say, you know what, I'm really a nice player. Uh, just stand mm-hmm. back there and watch me rip this thing. The smoke will probably come curling off the ball and uh, <laughs> you get to see a jet stream or something. I mean, almost no one raises expectations. Almost everyone's trying to lower them. I mean, if it was just a game and it didn't mean anything, inherently it really doesn't, why wouldn't we just play that fun game? Watch this, man, like we did when we were kids. Watch this shot. Watch Mm -hmm. me do this. But we always have that story in in mind rather than what we say we're committed to. And and that form of uh, intention or commitment is uh, something to be practiced all the time. It's practiced part of every day. I mean, when I go into a golf lesson, you know, my, my predilection, like most all of us, is to want to look good, uh, want to have something smart to say, and want them to appreciate what I'm doing. But that's not my commitment. My commitment is to empower people. And if mm. I can stay with that, I seem to say things that are more on point rather than trying to get a compliment. And the lesson goes with much greater velocity because to empower people is to develop them as their own coach in such a way when they leave, they can coach themselves in ways they never had before. This whole mm-hmm. notion of the being bigger than a story, uh, you know, it should be taught in first grade, but we don't up to this point. Mm-hmm. I, I, I remember a, a time, uh, this, this, this idea of a story and, and wanting to do well and all that. I remember a time out on the... So amazing, right? So to kind of wrap it up... Uh, The most, there's so many nuggets out of that one. Obviously, we all tell ourselves stories and we try to reframe or pre-frame that we might very well play poorly or hit a bad shot. And instead of just saying, hey, you know what? Watch this. Watch, you know, like we did when we were kids, right? We could go out and try ridiculous skateboard tricks and fall on our heads and we'd be like, big deal. We'd get up and try it again. But we get on a first tee and slice one into the booger bushes off into the, you know, the woods. And, and it, all of a sudden we feel bad about ourselves. And it's a very strange place to be. And if it truly is a game, as Fred mentions, why can't it just be that? Hey, watch me. Watch me try this. This is what I'm going to try to do and be committed to something. And only through that commitment do we find freedom in our golf swings. How amazing is that? Through commitment we find freedom. So Rory, when he was playing in the Canadian Open and felt all that freedom, he was committed to just letting it go, to just playing his game, just being himself. And that is where his freedom came from. This uh, Ryder Cup Cup captain and player, they were committed, right, to their process, to being them, to expressing themselves. That's what they were committed to, not getting caught up in a story, getting caught up in something that was too big for them, but staying small, staying where they were, staying present to what was going on, having a very distinct target, 
watching his ball roll over the target three feet away from the hole, which is very interesting for putting, folks. Having your ball roll over your target three feet from the hole. Okay, sometimes we pick them up just a couple inches from the ball, but three feet from the hole, boom, rolled over it. He was present to stay with that ball the whole time there without thinking about getting wrapped up in the story and what this could have could mean if that ball went in, which it did. Um, really cool stuff. Hope you enjoyed it. I'm so grateful that we had this opportunity to really get in and discuss golf with Fred Shoemaker because it is a discussion that does not happen with anybody else about this amazing game. So until next time, Aaron Stewart saying better data always means better golf and talking with Fred Shoemaker about golf is always better than anything else. So thanks until next time. We'll see you. Thanks for listening to Data Access Golf with Aaron Stewart. Check us out online at dataaccessgolf.com and we'll see you on the next episode.